0: All right, so let's get started. Um, thanks for being here for Behind the Door series. Um, it is uh, something we started back during the, the pandemic, just a way for us at LB Counseling to share some information with you, to uh, be able to show you some of the techniques we use, uh, and hopefully for therapists to use, and then also for parents uh, and, and even prospective clients so you can see some of the things that we do. I know we referenced the stuff in the beginning, a lot of the uh, shoulder technique and the decision trees, is a lot of stuff that we uh, lean heavily on here at LMB Counseling uh, were the first couple of videos. Um, today uh, probably won't be as polished as maybe as I normally am just because uh, this thing just kind of came to me this morning. So we have sh- uh, shifted gears. We were going to talk about um, screens and, and vision um, and some of the information that uh, I've learned about um, how, this, how those things may be impacting you. I know this kind of can be a concern uh especially now with everyone most everyone doing some online learning on on some level um but i wanted to mix it up and actually talk about social media and uh celebrity so i was watching this um i watched joe rogan quite a bit as far as the podcast go and he had this guy uh his name is keith campbell make sure you get that right keith campbell Uh, It was uh, one of the podcasts from last week, but anyway, this guy is, uh, he studies and works with uh, narcissism, and they were, he made a comment, and it just kind of resonated with me that uh, social media is instant celebrity status, and so then I started thinking, um, you know, I'm going to date myself, but, uh, you know, when I was growing up in the 80s, uh, we didn't obviously have cell phones and things like that. You just relied on... Newspapers, magazines, uh, TV, movies, those were the main sources of information in our lives. And so I was thinking, you know, celebrities, but now you think of childhood actors that grew up in the, at least my age, you know, in the 80s and in, in the 90s before uh, internet and social media and that kind of stuff. And just a high level uh, percentage wise of um, kids that just did not, um, not do well. Uh, they had a tough time transitioning into adulthood. Uh, a lot of substance use issues, um, just a lot of interpersonal problems, and so when he made that comment about uh, celebrity status, it just kind of resonated with me that um, when we put these devices in our kids' hands, they are instant celebrities. So why would they not be impacted uh, any differently from a neurological perspective? Than a kid that was a uh, a teenage actor or a child actor, um, I think if Drew Barrymore comes to mind. I mean, there's there's so many um, during that time that that grew up and had these problems. So why why would you know kids that have devices that are on social media not also to to varying degrees experience a lot of those same things that kids grew up when they didn't have social media that were celebrities. Um, And so I started doing a little bit of research, and um, so somewhere between, uh, well, teenagers, 13 to 17, they, about 90% of them have access to social media. 75% of them own a social media account. Um, So where it gets interesting is kids younger than 12, 50% of them own a social media account. So, you know, we talk a lot about in this series, and we talk obviously a lot about in, in the office of, you know, that undeveloped brain um, and the wiring that goes into that undeveloped brain. And and what we do and what we expose ourselves to is um, how that wiring develops. And uh, the kind of the safety net that we have under us allows that wiring to either develop in a healthy way or an unhealthy way. And so having these devices, it's just kind of a question. Is this uh, the best thing that we really want in our kids' hands? When they have instant access to um, to being a celebrity and you know um, and all the things that come with it, and you you think of it, about it just from a neurochemical level, is like it's really exciting. It's really exciting when you get a ding, when you get a uh, post, or you get a like or a share. Um, it it feels good, right? It feels good from a neurochemical level. That's that oxytocin, and and you're doing something, you're getting some dopamine too. Um, so all those things feel really good. Now. Our brain uh, a lot of times is you know we tend to gravitate towards the thing that was negative so let's say we get 10 likes and and one that maybe not even they didn't make a comment that was negative they just didn't like it um, and so or if, uh, with snapchat they're put on red um, or TikTok they didn't get the number of hits that they wanted to hit so whatever Um, whatever platform your kids are on Instagram um, you know those seem to be the most popular with the teenagers at least as we speak right now today Um, you know so then you get into this place of you had an expectation uh, and maybe it didn't hit um, whatever that was and it probably was unreasonable to begin with Um, but all that admiration comes in you know like now you're you're, your own your little celebrity you can do things with those phones with those filters you can and you can polish things and make it look in a very unrealistic way um, to in order to gratify that need of you getting likes and and being uh, a mini celebrity um and so you just have to think like is that the best way that we want that wiring to develop when it comes to seeking status uh handling relationships you know we know that uh most kids are not communicating in person especially during the pandemic obviously but just in general not communicating in person Uh, so there's less uh, they're learning how to not handle um, interpersonal conflict as well Uh, they have higher rates of depression and anxiety um, related to a lot of these things and in social media and this was before the pandemic we know that during the pandemic things have have risen and gotten worse in a lot of ways because people were even more disconnected Um, but it all goes back to you know if if, we, if we've got 90% of our teenagers having access to this stuff, 75% of them um, have a platform, and then 50% of that 12 and under have a platform. So a way to seek that status is that really the best thing for their brain? Is that really the best thing for them to understand interpersonal conflict and and how to have relationships um, that are you know intimate and um, you know, I'm sure if you go on uh, one of your kids' platforms and and see how many friends they have, friends, um, it's it's a much larger number um, than you probably would expect. And then you the question, age-old questions like, how do you know all these people? Um, are those really your friends? And and they'll give you an answer which just says they are. You know, um, but that goes back to like, well, what is a friend? You know, how do we define that? What does that mean? How much do we need to know about someone and interact with someone for, for them to be a friend? Um, and so it, it becomes a struggle, and, and in a sense, it becomes a race, uh, especially if there's someone that you know that you want to be, you know, you want to have more friends and more likes because that raises your status. You know, there, there can only be, and, and I'm gonna throw this name out here, and I don't know if this is even uh, true anymore, but you know, there can only be one Kylie Jenner who has, you know, the most whatever. Um, and most followers. And, and so if that's your standard, if that's what you're chasing, um, you're, you're not going to get there. Uh, and so you're going to feel a diminishing returns and you're going to feel, um, you know, you're going to start feeling pretty bad. Um, and so it goes back to our teenagers and our kids like they don't have the equipment, the tools to be able to manage those things and to be able to break away from that stuff. They just continue to seek and seek and seek. Um, and so it can, um, it can go down to a a pretty bad wormhole, um, where they're not feeling fulfillment because they're chasing something that is, um, it's impossible to catch and, um, they're competing against not just, you know, when we grew up before social media and those kind of things, when you think of status, you are just kind of competing with maybe within your own social circle or within your own school or your own town. So the competition was fewer. And, and now you're competing, going back to that 90%, you're, you're competing against 90% that are uh, they're on these devices. So the, it's like trying out for a, a sports team or being in the band, and everyone that's a teenager is also trying out. So there's just, you know, you're not gonna get to the place that you think you should be because you're looking at other people and it's creating a, a false sense of what reality is and then, so you keep doing things to try to bump up your status, bump up your status, bump up your status. So, you know, chasing these things and, and manipulating these things, um, it just it seems to be that it's it's causing some some bad repercussions. So, you know, the question always turns to, well, then what do you do? Um, I think the first thing you do is you you question at what age should a kid get on a device. And what age should a kid have access to a social media platform if they're on a device? Um, And if they get on a platform, a social media platform, um, how well do you know how that platform works? Um, You know, learn as much as you can about how it works. Um, And there's there's beginning to see you're beginning to see more uh, information and more research into how these platforms, or if it's a video game. Are impacting our brain development and impacting our brain development as, as adults but certainly as kids So educate yourself as much as possible we have a lot of stuff obviously through some of our behind-the-door series and we're doing talks and things like that but educate yourself as much as you can about the platforms that your kids are on sit down with them and just have them show you uh, some of the things that they're doing um, in, in a fun way uh, be inquisitive don't be judging uh, don't criticize because when you do that, they're probably going to pull away and show you less. That way, you can learn more about what they're doing and how they're doing it, who they're following, who those real people are, um, who are like in their circle. It could be in their circle versus just kind of people out in the world. Um, so educate yourself as much as possible. You know, you always want to look for the signs of um, when things are becoming a problem. You know, you're going to look for mood swings, mood instability, um, irritability. Uh, spending more time on the device, so obviously you want to keep up with your screen time uh, for for your teenager or your your tween. Um, that way, you just know what they're doing, and and that way they know that you know what they're doing um, without maybe specifically looking at all their posts. There are some ways to find out those things um, and and see the messages that they're sending. Um, you can do that. There's there's a lot of things on the marketplace that are now. Um, becoming more relevant so you can keep track of that stuff if it becomes a problem Um, so you just want to pay attention to those things obviously you want to ground them in reality as much as possible you know you want to make sure I know COVID is challenging but you want to have them engage with with real people um, and and deal with real problems and deal with real awkwardness that comes along with being a teenager like that's just part of the deal it's part of the development and if they are not learning to, to negotiate those things and challenge themselves with those things, you know, in, in a way, that, that's not something that they're just going to pick up later in life. They, it's not wiring that's going to be built. It has to be done. You have to practice it. You have to continue to practice it um, to put that wiring in place so they can handle relationships down the road. Um, it just doesn't just automatically pop when you become an adult. So you want to put them in opportunities to have relationships. You want to challenge them to get out of the house and go do stuff. Obviously, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, but you want them to exercise. People feel better when they exercise. They feel better about themselves. And all that social media stuff is is a way to inflate, you know, that oxytocin and that dopamine that, that their brain craves. We all crave this. Um, it's just been hijacked by these platforms to get it in, a, in an uptick that is not realistic. I mean, never in the point of history have we had, you know, let's just say 100 people giving us all this admiration all at once and then stop. Right. And so it, it just doesn't work that way. It's never worked that way. And it's too much. It's too much for especially for a tween and teenager brain to process and take a hold of and say, all right, that's not realistic. No, they're going to want to go and go again and go again and go again and, and continue to get that admiration. Um, so the, the cortex, the thinking center, of the brain is just not online yet enough to, to make sense of all the neurochemical emotional stuff. So you want to help them, like I said, be grounded in reality, have as, as much real uh, relationships as possible, get out of the house, be out with other people as much as they can during COVID, um, exercise. And just know what they're doing um, on a daily basis, and know what platforms they're on, and and learn as much as you can about it from your end on the back end, and then just sit down with them just like you would with anything else that they're interested in, and just say, hey show me more about that, let me learn more about that. Um, that way you have a grasp of how they're interacting with it, and if it's you know they're doing things in a in a age appropriate way. Versus maybe getting misguided and, and off the off the track that you want them on, and off the track that we need them to be on to have that healthy brain, so they don't start developing some bad habits and, and start experiencing um, upticks in anxiety and depression. So that's the talk. Um, we I, I love talking about this stuff. I get excited about talking about this stuff. Um, and if you have questions, please reach out to to me or anyone else on the team. Um, we will. Uh, I, I apologize, I don't know who's on tap next week for Behind the Door, um, So, but uh, we are doing a screen presentation next week, I believe it's on Tuesday, it's on the website. Um, and we go into a lot more in depth um, just talking about this and talking about video games. So uh, if you're interested in that, please feel free to sign up. It is There is a cost associated with it, so full disclosure is $25 um, for, that, uh, for that session um, where we talk a lot more about screens. So um, thanks for being here as always, and y'all. Hope, I hope y'all have a great Thursday. Um, talk to you later. Bye.